Hello everybody, it is Rachel Courtney. Today you guys are just getting me. Um, Rachel has been really busy with her internship and um, she couldn't make it today, but it's okay. We're going to roll with it. Going forward, some of our episodes may just be me or may just be her, but we're going to try to keep it consistent to where we can both record at the same time. Um, but I'm glad to be back posting. We took a break for a couple of weeks. Um, but today's episode I'm very excited about. We're going to have our head of digital, Lauren Sukunek, and um, we hired her about three months ago and she's really changed the game for our social media accounts. She runs UK Panalytic social media accounts and KRNLs. Um, but I've really learned a lot from her, so I'm excited to introduce you guys. Um, we are still in the beginning stages of the magazine, but we're set to publish mid-October. So that has been keeping me busy. Unfortunately, my internship did get canceled. I was supposed to be in New York City, but because of COVID, um, the best thing for me to do is stay here and focus on the magazine but actually I just saw Rachel last week I went to Louisville for 4th of July to visit her and Lindsay and we had a fun time so Rachel's mom owns this indoor flea market it's called Fleur de Flea I will link their Instagram below but we shopped there we rode the bird scooters um on the waterfront in Louisville. I was really nervous to get on them, but it actually turned out to be really fun. I definitely recommend them to anyone. But um, that's enough of me talking. Um, I'm going to introduce Lauren now and hope you guys enjoy the episode. Okay, hello everybody. So I have Lauren Sukunik here with me. She is our head of digital for KRNL, and she's been with us for about three months already. Um, Lauren, do you want to introduce yourself and tell the listeners where you're from and your major at UK? Hi, guys. Um, I'm so excited to be on this podcast. First of all, let's just put that out there. But I'm about to be a junior at the University of Kentucky, and I'm double majoring and this is going to be a lot of words, so bear with me. But I'm double majoring in integrated strategic communications, which is basically like creative marketing. And then my other major is writing rhetoric and digital studies, which is basically like, basically like what it sounds, writing and video and film and journalism and all that kind of stuff. So Rachel's major is also ISD and she is on the creative path. Is that what you're on also? Yeah, I chose the creative path too. I was in between the creative path and the PR path. When I was little, it was like my dream to make commercials and stuff like that. I don't really know if that's like what I want to do anymore, but I don't know. I mean, I don't really think you can go wrong either way, but yeah, the creative path is the path that I'm on. And you're from Northern Kentucky. I swear, it's so weird. All of my friends at UK, I feel, are from Louisville or Northern Kentucky, which is so weird. Mm -hmm. It's like a migrating place, I swear, but the good thing about it, like for anybody else who's in-state and going to UK is it is such a big campus. Like even though I do see people that I know 
people don't know, like when I'm walking around campus and stuff, like it's really not as much as you think. And all my friends that I hang out with are not from Northern Kentucky. So like, it's nice being so close and like having people that I know, but also like you can branch out so much, you know? But yeah, there's so many people from Northern Kentucky that go to UK, it's crazy. So are you in Cincinnati a lot then? Yeah, basically like, so I'm like five minutes from downtown Cincinnati. So I don't really like even register when I'm going over the state line. You know, I like associate myself like I'm from Cincinnati. I go there pretty much every day. Like it's just like grocery stores are over there, like doctor's appointments, stuff like that. You know, it's like I'm just as much from Cincinnati as I am from Northern Kentucky. You know, like when I'm out of state or I'm on vacation, I tell people I live in Cincinnati, not Northern Kentucky, because I associate myself with Cincinnati more than from Kentucky, if that makes any sense. So tell us how it's been working at KRNL. Like, how did you hear about the magazine? And just tell us what your first impression so far has been. So I have friends that are on KRNL staff. So I was always aware and I've always like low-key stalked the magazine and everything like that. And then also like last year I was, I got out of the gym and I was walking and I saw you all in a meeting and you guys were like taking a group picture or something. And then someone gave me a card that said like, do you want to work for Karen L? And I was like, actually, that is literally my dream. I would love to work for Karen L, but I just don't know, you know, how to get involved in everything. But I reached out to one of my friends and then she reached out to you guys and it all worked like that, went through the interview process and here I am. Yeah. Oh, well, we love having oh. I I seriously I love it and like it's so weird how we haven't been in person with each other or I haven't been in person with like any of you guys yet but I feel like we're already like friends just from you know talking every single day and like these zoom calls and stuff like that and everyone is just so like warm and inviting and kind and just a bunch of really cool and like interesting people and I love it so far I cannot wait to be back and like actually spend like real time together like that's going to be so much fun. But the cool thing about KRNL is everyone that works here is so different, but we all have similar interests. So I think that's how we fit so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, again, I haven't even met in person with the majority of the staff. And like, I see that too. Like everyone, there's so many different personalities and backgrounds and everything like that. But yeah, it just like, it fits and it meshes and people just get along and like each other. And it's a great environment, even though I'm not in the environment, but it's a great virtual environment right now to be in. I know. See, you haven't experienced it yet on campus. You haven't been in the office yet. So it's going to be really fun. Hopefully Mm -hmm. if we all get to be together in the fall in the office. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, Fingers crossed, but at least for a little while, hopefully we'll have some time together to work in the office and all that. I'm so excited. I'm really excited too. So tell us how you became involved in social media and marketing, all of that stuff. And you do um, videography too, so you can touch on that as well. Okay, so in high school, I was like, an athlete. Um, I was volleyball. Like that was my life. Like I played club in school and I really didn't do anything else. I was also like 
I mean, it did take up all my time, but I was also kind of like scared to be creative and do something that was a little bit out of the box or that people from around me weren't doing. So like, I didn't want to run for any positions because I was scared of not getting it and then being embarrassed. Um, I didn't want to like, like I could never like film a video of me in high school and post that on YouTube. Like I would be like, so worried that people were thinking like, who does she think she is? Like, why does she think that she has anything of value that the world wants to see? Stuff like that. And then, and I always like have loved being creative, but I kind of turned that side of me off when, when I was in high school. And then I went to college and like got my independence a little bit more and like started to learn more about myself and what makes me happy and the kind of things that I like to do. And I was, I kind of just like hit a point and I was like, well, like it's my life and I want to make like this a beautiful and fun life for myself. So like how, what steps am I, what steps can I make now to get there? Um, and my dream job after college is to work in a magazine, which, you know, perfect that I work in a magazine in college now. And I started to like lay the tracks of how I'm going to get there. So my sophomore year in the beginning of that, I was like, I'm just going to go for it this year. I'm going to try for things. I'm going to run for things. I'm just going to like be as authentically myself as I can and just go for it. So I ran for a Panhellenic position. And for people who don't know what Panhellenic is, it's the who heads all the sororities at UK, like all 15 Panhellenic sororities at UK. And I went for the social media slash like PR and marketing internship, which or position. Um, and that's how, I don't think I would have gotten this KRNL position if I didn't have that experience and like all of that stuff on my resume. Um, so yeah. And then for care now I ran for that and it kind of the social media part kind of just happened I didn't really think that I was going to be like a social media person I kind of felt like oh that's like so stupid but actually a lot more goes into it than I thought um and then in addition to that I do like videography and I produce videos and edit videos and I also do a lot of like graphic design and stuff for the website I do a little bit of everything but yeah I love like fonts and colors like I'm a nerd for fonts I can just look at like sans serif fonts like all day I love that stuff I love the way that like colors look together I love design I love anything that lets me be creative and it turns out that social media marketing and obviously like videography and stuff like that um it really helps me it's like a great creative outlet for me and yeah I really love it and I think that some of the older people don't necessarily know how important it is to have those skills and being like a social media marketing PR person. So that's great. Mm -hmm. how you're so young and already have so much under your belt. Right. And something about like a comment on how it's like actually important, even though it seems a little you know, like fruity and dumb, but it's literally like the voice of your company. Like when people are looking up like like with the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that if someone wants to see like I wonder what I wonder if Gucci is making a statement on this they're not going to call Gucci they're not going to most people don't even look at the website they're going to look at their social media they're going to look at their Instagram and see like what they're saying what they're doing so there's really there's so much it's it's important like that's what people these days are looking at for the voice of the company and what the company is doing is they're looking like right to their social media. So it's actually, it's kind of a big responsibility when people trust you with the username and password to their company that they worked so hard for. 
How did you like learn all these skills? Is it something that you just had to sit down and teach yourself and practice? Yeah, I really, I taught myself like video editing. I use iMovie. Um, I just exposed myself. My brother makes fun of me all the time for using iMovie um, and not like the fancy like premiere stuff and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of trial and error. Um, I look at other Instagram pages, see the way that they write their captions, see the way that they promote their things. Um, like if you look at my old, like when I first started for my Panhellenic position, those captions were just like bad. Um, I sounded, I don't know, it's just, it wasn't good. And then I learned like, okay, I have to write these in the like present tense and the active voice. That's how captions are supposed to be written. They're supposed to be clear and concise and conversational. Um, taught myself that. I, yeah, I really have taught myself a lot of this, but also my ISC major, I just took a writing and ISC class and that really helped with social media stuff. I did like a whole campaign and part of that campaign was about social media. So I did learn a lot through that class as well. And it's so crazy how social media changes. I mean, Colonel just started our TikTok account and a a year ago mm -hmm. TikTok wasn't even that popular but now TikTok is just something that we've had to implement in our other social media platforms right and like it feels silly sometimes like when I'm like oh I have to make a TikTok today like I'll put it on my like to-do list like make TikTok for KRNL and then I'm like that's like literally my job but you know people like TikTok that's how I can get like messages out that's how I can draw in traffic and stuff like that and also like I love TikTok personally, but like a year ago, I thought it was like the stupidest thing. Like I thought it was like musically kids. Like, like I'm never going like, on that. I'm but, not right. downloading this app. I was like, that's so stupid if you yeah. download it. But now I'll spend hours on it. It's like a time like warp. Like when you get into that app, like I've been up way too late during the summer. I just stay up till like two o'clock. Usually during the school year, I'm like a grandma and go to bed at 10. But the reason I'm staying up so late is because I let myself go on TikTok right before I go to bed. And then like two hours later, I'm still scrolling through TikTok. And it's just, it's because they curate the feed perfectly for you. Like they know what you're going to like. They know what you think is funny or, you know, the different fashion stuff that you like. And they just, they know that you're not going to leave. Like their algorithm is just too good. Respect to the TikTok creators, honestly. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite social media? I think mine is between Pinterest and Twitter, maybe. I'll definitely, I get most of my news from Twitter. Um, so I'll check Twitter like a million times a day, it feels like. Yeah, so do I. And like Twitter, they give you the news, but in a fun way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously I read news articles and stuff like that. Twitter, like people point. can humor in it. But yeah, it's to the point. Right. Um, Pinterest as well. I did not, I need to follow you on Pinterest. I didn't know. I mean, obviously I probably should have assumed that you have one, but I'll follow you after this. Yes. Pinterest probably is my number one. Like I go on that for inspiration. It is, uh, it, no words for Pinterest. And then also Instagram. I'm just a classic girl. I love Instagram. And I've started to like curate my feed to be for a while, like I was following people who maybe made me feel like insecure or who 
I didn't even notice, but I was always in like a bad mood when I log off or get off the app or whatever. But I've started to like make my feed like a place of like inspiration, like quotes, and I'm into like meditation and all of that. Um, just a, like a place that's perfect for me to just be happy when I'm on it and not like anxious or self-conscious or thinking that I'm not like good enough, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's something I need to do is go through my following and just edit out the accounts that don't really bring me that much joy. I know Instagram can be a place where people feel insecure because they're seeing the best version of people. Um, But yeah, that's actually a really great idea. I would tell like anyone to do that because it really did like help me a lot. Just, you know, only following the people who bring you joy. What is your tips for finding good accounts to follow? Like what kind of accounts do you like to follow? I follow for, especially for like my KRNL position, I follow a lot of different magazines, stuff like that, just for inspiration to see what they're doing and stuff like that. But I also like genuinely enjoy it too. Um, So, you know, obviously Vogue, Glamour Magazine has a good one. There's a smaller magazine that I really like and it's for female empowerment. I'm trying to find it right now. I haven't, I haven't looked at um, your Instagram. I'll have to check that out. One of my favorite magazine accounts to follow is InStyle. Yeah, they do have a really good one too. I forgot to mention them. Theirs is really good. Um, I also follow a lot of early 2000s accounts. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm a big early 2000s girl. That's like all the TV shows that I watch, all the music that I listen to. I love the fashion. I love all of that. So like 2000s Freak, that's a good one. 80s Radical is a good one. Miss 2005, for any of you 2000s lovers, you can do those. Um, the, Restless ne- ne- the Restless Network is also a really good account that I like. Um, they're very engaged in like what's going on in the world and very empowering empowering to women and stuff like that so they're very good as well and then also just celebrities that I am inspired by like Tracy Ellis Ross who's on Blackish. Um, she's amazing her energy just I love her Reese Witherspoon is my girl I follow her too Mindy Kaling um, I try to craft my feed also for celebrities that I actually enjoy and not just, you know, follow, like I don't follow the Jenners anymore or like the Kardashians or any of that because I realized that, I don't know, they just weren't giving me joy. So nothing against them or anything, but I just wasn't really getting anything from following them. Yeah. So one thing that I wanted to talk about today, um, talk about how you saw KRNL as a brand and how you developed our social media accounts based on that brand and just like finding your aesthetic and how to convey that across your social media platforms. Okay. So that's a great question. Um, I, so since I was new to KRNL, I did need to do some research of like what you were all about, like the aesthetic. So obviously I spoke to you and I spoke to Kendall, the creative director, um, and then I also looked at your guys' past issues and I've already seen a lot of them to be honest, but I relooked them over and read through them, um, looked at your guys' overall aesthetic and what you guys were all about. And then I kind of crafted it as like, you know, there's Vogue 
and there's teen Vogue and then Caranel's kind of like college Vogue, if you know what I mean. Like it's still editorial, but there's still some sort of, it's not as, um, there's still some element of fun to it. It's not as, I guess, serious, quote unquote, as Vogue is, but it's not as like playful and young as teen Vogue. So it's perfect for the college audience that Karen caters to. Um, and then aesthetic wise, I just, I kind of like to keep it like clean and simple and choose things that like people like me and you would like to see on our feeds. Cause like we are the target market for KRNL. So I think like, do I like this? Like would I follow this? Um, would you, would, what would make someone like stop scrolling and like this? So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I did. Do you have any favorite like apps or software that helps you formulate posts or that makes it easier? Yeah, so I do all of my editing online, like on my computer. I just think it's easier and like I did it on my phone for a while, but things would be like out of line and like I'm a perfectionist, so I like everything to be perfect and everything to be perfectly centered if that's what I want. I want the colors to be right. So I use the program Canva. Do you know Canva? Mm -hmm. C-A-N-V-A. Mm -hmm. I use that on the computer and I bit the bullet and bought like the premium account and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life because it makes my life a whole lot easier. And that's where I make like all the graphics and stuff like that. And then also like for the website and for the videos that I make, I make all the graphics on Canva and then I'll like input them onto iMovie or the Wix website for KRNL, KRNLmagazine.com, shameless plug. Yes. So for Panhellenic, where you worked before KRNL and are currently working too, um, was there a timeline to post or would it just be whenever they needed content, they would let you know? Um, so every Monday we have a meeting and that's kind of when I get like a brief of what's going to go on that week or the month or stuff like that. And then I also have a marketing plan that I made for recruitment, which ran from, I think it started in like around April and it's going to go till August. So I have like an outline of when I'm going to post, what I'm going to post. And then with like COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff, that kind of just sprung up a bunch of things that were not on the previous plan. So I kind of had to just go with that. Um, so I would say there's like a loose plan, but also if I have an idea or something like that, or if someone reaches out to me, I'll, I'll just post it and find something in like a day or so. So consistency is key when running an account. Yes, that is a very true statement. I try to post at least every day, especially for KRNL, because I'm really trying to grow that one right now. But posting like every single day, maybe even multiple times a day is very important in like engaging your audience and keeping, especially for Panhellenic, because people need to know what's going on with like recruitment and stuff like that. So keeping your audience like informed, it's very important to be consistent in your message and in like frequency of post. Yeah, for sure. And I know one thing I had to let myself learn over time is I would always be so scared to post an Instagram photo just being like, oh, people won't like this. But 
you have to get in your head that you're not for everyone. And if they don't like it, then it's not really on you, you know? Like, I think there is a right. point of social media where people are nervous. And I think that just comes with the insecurity of social media and who you're following. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, like, at the end of the day, I don't really get nervous about posting for care in our panelic because, you know, I'm kind of like a radio rebel in that sense. Like, they don't know who's behind the account. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my own profile yeah I used to be I used to like look at my likes and I was you know like so like oh my god like do I look okay in this blah blah blah. and then now I'm like uh I really don't look at the likes anymore actually I think on my phone like my personal account I have the like one that you can't even see the likes do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah they were like trying that out with a few profiles yeah so I don't even think I can see the likes for mine anymore but yeah just posting like what makes you happy and it's not that deep you know (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, so one thing Lauren is really good at is videography. She has completely transformed Karenelle's YouTube account. So you guys will have to check that out. But um, where do you draw your inspiration for YouTube and how long does it normally take to edit a YouTube video? Well, thank you. First of all, that is very, very nice and kind. And the YouTube channel for Karen L is so much fun for me. And I'm really loving this project. But yeah, so my favorite accounts and what I watch the most, I watch a lot of travel YouTubers. Um, I really like like Elena Tabor. She's like a vlogger. Um, she does a lot of travel videos, stuff like that. And then I love the Vogue channel. They have amazing, amazing videos. Their beauty videos are awesome. And then the architectural digest videos of like the home tours and stuff like that. I love all of those. And yeah, I've watched a lot of YouTube over the years. That's probably like, I watched that like probably just as much as Netflix and stuff like that. Um, So I was really excited for this opportunity to grow that for KRNL. And yeah, when it comes to editing videos, it depends on the video, honestly for how long that's gonna take, but it does take a few hours, usually um, maybe like a day or two. For a Panhellenic video that I made, that took like two weeks and I was working on it like every single day because I had to comb through like 12 different girls sent me videos and each video was like 40 to 50 minutes long. So I had to comb through a lot of footage to put it into like a 12 minute video. So it all just depends on what you're working with. Like I want to have a few different personalities like on the channel that are, you know, kind of like her. Like she gives like college advice, but she also shows like a day in her life and stuff. And the Karenel staff, like we were saying earlier, they're so unique and diverse and just fun people. So I really think like with all the personalities that we have, like we could have like a bunch of Margot Lees on our channel or a bunch of, you know, like each, you know what I mean? Like a bunch of, different YouTube personalities, but all in one channel, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, we are planning to publish the magazine mid-October, so you guys will have to stay tuned. Um, But tell the listeners where they can follow your personal account. My personal account? Wow. Um, So I don't really do too much with my personal account, but it is Lauren M. Sukanik, 
and my last name is crazy, but you spell it like such a neck without the C. So S-U-C-H-A-N-E-K. And yeah, I really, I feel like I don't post too much on my personal account anymore with how much I do work for KRNL and stuff like that. It's like my personal account is kind of taken the back burner, which is fine with me, but yeah, go follow me if you want. So that's so weird that you said that because I'm just putting it into perspective. You have Colonel's account, the podcast account, Panalytics, and your own account. So four Instagram accounts that you're running, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't really see it as like running my personal account, I guess. And, but yeah, it, it's weird. Like when I go onto Instagram, it's like I'm going into work. You know, the the whole dynamic has kind of shifted with Instagram. Like I don't really, I mean, it's still like fun, I guess, but I, it's, it's definitely different than it was a few years ago for me. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that we've had some other social media people on the podcast. And that's one thing that I always ask is your work mostly on the phone and looking at a screen or how does that work? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Like I try to take, it's, it's a funny like juxtaposition because I try to take like digital detoxes and stay off of my phone for, you know, a day or like half of a day or have like a few hours without it and stuff like that. Yet it's still my job. So I have to be on it. Um, But I try to do stuff like on my computer rather than my phone a lot. So like I'll be on Instagram on my computer. So I don't have to be like scrolling through. And yeah, looking at a screen all day, it can be, it can honestly take a toll on your mental health. But I just kind of see it as like, it's my job. It's not really like I'm you know, doing this necessarily, like, for fun, and it is, like, a creative outlet for me, so. Well, thank you, Lauren, so much for being on today. I'm so excited to have you here at KRNL. You've done such a great job already. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. Yeah, I love being here, or, you know, virtually being here with everyone. (laughs) Okay, well, bye, Lauren. Maybe I'll be seeing you soon, actually, on campus. Yeah, I'm so excited. A few weeks. Bye. Bye.